this. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. This is where we're at for the Cincinnati Bengals the rest of the season without Joe Burrow. It's not great. Uh, well, so, yeah, you said you're optimistic and you actually had hope going into that game. I mean, my, my hope's been dead. When Burrow went down, I, it was done for me, you know? And so some fans have taken this a lot harder than others. I feel like the fans that thought Browning was going to go out there and beat the Steelers, they're they having a rough time right now. Yeah, 100%. I mean, we we knew this. Joe Burrow is a very special player. I've said it before. I think there were a lot of people when they look at Joe Burrow, they say, look, he has Jamar Chase. Look, he has T. Higgins. I know T. Higgins has been out the last few games with this hamstring injury. He has Tyler Boyd. He has Joe Mixon. He has all these weapons. He's good because he has those weapons. On Sunday, they showed you that, yes, T. Higgins wasn't out there, but Jamar Chase was out there. Tyler Boyd was out there. Joe Mixon was out there and a competent offensive line. And unfortunately, this offense just doesn't function without Joe Burrow. And one of the things we heard from Jake Browning in his press conference from last week was, you know, don't don't change up the playbook for me. And right now, I think that the Bengals offensive coordinator and Zach Taylor, Dan Pitcher, they're going to have to change the playbook for Jake Browning. Not going to work out without Joe Burrow. This is weird, though. Yeah, like the Ravens game, I felt like they kind of – babied it a little bit and then this past game there were times where it was just like yeah we're gonna go empty run half field concept here half field concept here good luck and he would read the wrong side and once you read the wrong side when it's both quick game you're just done and so he tried to throw the ball and almost gets picked off it's like give the guy some help here (laughs) like let's not give it you know he's he's a I think a lot of people have made the comparison, but it's like you're a freshman in college and you just got dropped into a PhD level quarterbacking offense. And maybe let's dial that back and let's, I know the run game wasn't working. I think they could have made more of an effort to run the ball, but it wasn't working. So you get kind of screwed there, but at the same time, they have to find a way to make it easy on him. Otherwise every week's going to look like that. Every week's going to look like Browning did this past week. If they don't make it easier on him. You can tell that Joe Burrow is just so good at his football IQ of reading the defense because at times you would have – I don't know how you watched it, but I watched it like Joe Burrow would have thrown that ball. Joe Burrow would have thrown either for the touchdown. Joe Burrow would have thrown for the first down. And it just – it's just a different kind of quarterback with Jake Browning out there. And that's not breaking any news right now. But when you went back and you watched the tape, I think if people looked at the box score and they didn't watch the game, they'd be like, oh, Jake Browning, not a bad first NFL start. But when you go back and watch the tape, it felt like there were so many almost interceptions, almost a pick six. It looked pretty brutal for Jake Browning in his first start. And for me personally, felt like at times he was holding onto the ball just a little too long. Sure was. Uh, and it's weird because they gave him a lot of quick game too. And you can't hold on to the ball in quick game. He got it out plenty as well, but it, it just, yeah, held on to the ball too long, took sacks because of that. And he seemed fairly oblivious to what was going on in terms of pass rush. He wasn't just making a small movement by a little time throw the ball. It would either be he didn't see that coming or arguably the worst one, which he did multiple times, which would be, move out of the way of that and then drop his eyes, try to find somewhere to run, not find anywhere to go. And now you can't throw the ball. You can't run the ball and you're just done. You're toast. Not friendly to the offensive line in this game. Um, 
and I think PFF charted Jonah with two sacks. And I mean, one of them was an unblocked guy. And to me, I thought that was sample, but who knows? You know, I guess only the staff is going to actually know the answer to that. It was a miscommunication, but the other one, I mean, what was it? Five seconds before Watt got him and heck of a play from Watt to beat two guys on the play and get there and everything. But I mean, come on. And Browning turned down a, uh, an explosive play on that one. Didn't throw it because he didn't see what was happening. It felt like also on that play, I'm not going to say it was the easiest read, but I also feel like they ran that play specifically thinking that the safety was going to come help on Jamar and that would give him the open, open deep corner. And he didn't even look at it. He went, he kind of read it like, Ah, uh, they're too high, so I'm not gonna be able to throw that deep corner. Well, they're, they're faking that. They're faking that, and it's it's a bracket on Jamar. <laughs> they're trying to get two guys on Jamar Chase. So he went to look at Jamar Chase, like oh, Jamar's is covered. Well, that means the sa- the my safety valve's open. No, and we max protected. So you know, only three guys in the passing pattern. Okay, now you're done. Well, it's it's tough. It's tough, and if they're going to be competitive on Monday, and you hope they are for a few reasons. One, so it's enjoyable to watch. And two, so you don't get absolutely embarrassed on an island Monday night football game. They're going to need to be able to run the ball. They're going to need to be able to work easy stuff for Browning when off of those plays. And they credit to them, they were able to do it a little bit in that first half. Like the Drew Sample touchdown. Easy, easy play. You know, you fake the run, turn around, nobody even covered Sample. You flip it out to him. He runs it in for a touchdown. You're going to need a lot of that. You're going to need a lot and get a little bit creative with getting the ball to some of your guys in space. And the one thing I like is that they didn't put the RPOs on his plate. He was just straight handing that ball off on run plays. And I think that helps the offensive line a little bit as well. It's just, yeah, you got to find a way to be able to run the ball a little bit, at least be able to put him ahead of the chains and not try to play third and nine, third and eight, second and ten, second and seven, second and eight type situations where, yeah, they're probably throwing here. Well, I guess second and seven you could run, but still, you could actually run out of any of those situations if you really wanted to, but the staff doesn't have that philosophy, uh, even with Jake Brown. So, yeah, let's simplify what he has to do. You can't scrap the entire playbook and just pick up a different playbook and try to run it. I mean, that's, that's not how this works. You know, even if these guys are professionals, they didn't learn that playbook. So they have to be able to keep it within the confines of their offense, but there's stuff in the offense that they can do to try to make it easier on him. They let Browning have his chance at trying to not change the offense And now you're not so much changing the entire identity of the team or the scheme or whatever, but we're going to get to all the easy buttons that we have in this offense, which to be fair with Burrow, not a ton. Like that is something that's like Burrow usually has to, he's not playing out of structure or anything. He's not just playing hero ball. I hear that a lot, but he has to operate at a high level. And when your quarterback's not operating at a high level, this offense doesn't work that well. It's it's essentially like when Peyton Manning would go down, and if Jim Sorgi came in, Jim Sorgi doesn't look good. And Curtis Painter doesn't look good when he came in when Manning hurt his neck because the offense that 
they are requiring that quarterback to run is a very high level offense. And it's not something that you can just toss like a Nick Mullins into. Yeah. I think, you know, the biggest thing right now is you have six games left. This team isn't out of the playoffs, which sounds absolutely wild to think about. Even if they would have won that game versus the Steelers, the Steelers, I have no clue how they have the record they do. I truly don't. It, I mean, I guess you can feel good about getting that win, but that was an ugly win on both sides for me personally watching that football game. It was definitely an AFC North type of game, but it just felt like if Joe Burrow was out there, they win maybe by a couple scores. Um, and it's just really unfortunate because that it would just, it just, it's hard to watch. 